Someone Stole My Dream. The 1980s. It began with a blowhard named Ronald Reagan riding a wave of Cold War fever to the White House. I was already a budding liberal know-it-all in high school. In 1985, I enrolled in university and was impressed by the professors who openly espoused Marxism. Marxism was the perfect ideology for the post-industrial rust belt where I grew up. The white middle-class anxieties that led to Trump were already manifesting. The perfect time for a young bookworm to hear an eloquently expressed analysis that diagnosed the problem and proposed a solution. And so the dream was born. A dream of a world without suffering or exploitation. A world that operated along entirely different lines than the harsh world of market busts and booms. This socialist world would be a steady-state world. No creation or destruction, just a dependable world where the most basic needs are guaranteed to be met. The trick to keeping the socialist dream alive is not to question it. You have to look at the standard of living created by capitalism, squint your eyes, and figure there's a way to emulate that while removing all the unpleasant side effects. Yes, we all knew about Stalin, the Ukrainian famine, and the Cultural Revolution. But since we knew, couldn't we avoid repeating those mistakes? The socialist dream should have died with the Berlin Wall. Many people liberated from the Iron Curtain voted with their feet and headed west. In the 90s, I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, where I ran into these people frequently. I often tried to glean from them what positive aspect of Soviet-style communism was worth salvaging. The socialist dream should have died with the Berlin Wall. Many people liberated from the Iron Curtain voted with their feet and headed west. In the 90s, I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, where I ran into these people frequently. I often tried to glean from them what positive aspect of Soviet-style communism was worth salvaging. The answer was not much. We lefties of the 80s would say we advocated socialism, but not the Soviet kind, obviously. No, we'd have a decentralized democratic socialism. That would operate by uh, some means. Well, we didn't work that part out. Since then, we've seen China become one vast company town. Venezuela provided generous support for the poorest people. Until, in Thatcher's immortal words, they ran out of other people's money. You might think in the 30 years since the fall of the USSR, some new dreams could be devised. But the liberal American intelligentsia hasn't. The conservative side simply repeats the Reagan-era slogans while looking to, for a return to 50s-style family life that is no longer possible. Way back then, I was a religion major with an anthropology minor. Anthropologists often study fairly small cultures, such as hunting-gathering tribes. What I learned was that material conditions create culture. 
Seafaring people have cultures based on fishing and other marine activities. Arctic dwellers have lives based on surviving in a cold environment. Do you yearn for the days of the nuclear family, when men were masculine and men were feminine? Do you often say to yourself, we need to go back to that? Then you are in tough luck. You can't go back. Sure, the occasional person can go off and live whatever life they want. But whole cultures can't just decide to live in a way that is not supported by material conditions. But we do need a new dream. It's no wonder libertarianism is having a slight moment. People need some dream, some goal, however unrealistic to keep striving. Whether it is the hopeful ingenue going to an acting audition, the amateur writer submitting their manuscript, or the ambitious entrepreneur, you have to be inspired. What is the new dream? Sorry, I couldn't come up with one. I do like the idea of worker-managed companies, which have been championed by Richard D. Wolff and others. This idea has a lot of appeal, at least to me. The idea is that companies remain private entities, but they are managed, not just owned, but managed by the own employees. Sort of workers' councils decide hiring, firing, uh, raises, wages, working conditions, etc. Essentially, it's workers, no managers. And at least in some cases, there are companies that have operated along these lines for decades. Now, I don't know how many people will want that particular dream. At some point, uh, if I was of the mind to want to be my own manager, I would just start my own business, probably. So, again, I don't know what the new dream will be. It will probably emerge out of material conditions like everything else. But that isn't important. Dreams rarely make perfect sense. It isn't their functions. So, let the old dreams die. So the new dreams can live. Thanks for listening.